0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the first day of the week, two of Jesus' followers were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know these things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Take my words and speak through them. Take our ears and hear through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you, our Lord and our Savior. Do you see this glass of water? Is it half full or is it half empty? What do you see? We'll come back to this in a moment. On the road to Emmaus, two of the disciples were talking and a stranger joined them. But they did not recognize Jesus. I wonder why. It says their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Perhaps it's a test of faith. Now you knew that I would get faith in this homily somehow. As they continue on the road, they talk and share the story of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. But they didn't seem to believe the stories that the women had told them but they seemed to enjoy the interpretation of the scriptures that Jesus was discussing. When they reached the village, they asked Jesus to stay with him, and when he broke bread, their eyes were opened and recognized him, but he vanished immediately. What an astonishing moment that must have been. Can you imagine? They rushed back to Jerusalem seven miles and told the other disciples of the encounter with Jesus and professed as if a declaration, the Lord had risen. So what does that, this story have to do with this glass of water? It's all about the attitude that we have in our lives. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is among us each moment of each day, knowing everything about us, our every single thought? Do you believe in God's healing power, We pray for God's healing of family, friends, and our neighbors. Do you have the faith that we will survive this coronavirus pandemic? Do you believe and have a positive attitude that you can get through this time of trial? Our internal attitude sometimes does more good for us than anything else. And we have the power to choose a positive attitude. In our Apostles' Creed, we recite, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. This is all about faith. For me, and I hope for you, I believe that God will bring us through this shadow of the valley of death, out of the grips of the coronavirus that has touched the entire world. I believe that we will be stronger as as a human race because we have been taken out of our routine of our daily lives and have been made to think and be creative to survive. Sadly, I believe there are still tough times ahead of us because of the decisions that are being made. But with our faith in God, and His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, most of us will survive just as the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years and survived. Each day, we need to have faith, hope, and love, just as as Jesus gave the disciples when He breathed the Holy Spirit upon them. That same Holy Spirit that dwells within each of us, each moment of each day. Our faith will look like a half full glass of water, seeing the positive in our lives. Being thankful for what we have and what we are able to share with our brothers and sisters around us. We remembered the 25th anniversary of the bombing of the Murrow Building this past Sunday. 168 people were killed, more than 680 injured, and we survived. Some of the comparisons between the tragedy in 1995 and the events that are going through today I want to share. We as a nation have been through trauma before, and we came through it, just as we will this time. We remember how the grace and resilience of Oklahomans inspired the world in 1995. We came together as a community. Regardless of our differences, we were united. We shared values, patriotism, and common humanity. People stepped up to help those in need. The volunteers, the rescue workers, the support services, the list goes on. We remember the image of the Oklahoma firefighter who held that lifeless body of a child who died in the daycare center. Just as today, others are carrying out those who have died from the virus. We remember as we see the first responders, nurses, doctors who go toward the aftermath of the coronavirus in the overrun of hospitals treating patients, putting their lives in jeopardy. Just as the first responders, doctors, nurses, police, fire volunteers ran into danger after the Oklahoma City bombing to help rescue and recover those who were trapped. We we are all struck by the humility, grace, dignity, and faith, hope, and love of good people who have known and gone through dark days and have the strength, courage, and gumption to survive the tragedy. We need to have the hope that better times are ahead and that we will survive, all of us. And we still also have the hope that those who don't make it will, as it's written in John 14, have a mansion in heaven waiting for them, a place that Jesus has prepared for us with no pain, no disease, no suffering, and where we will be with Him once again. The strongest virtue of Jesus' teachings was love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. The two great commandments. In this time of trial, frustration, anger, loneliness, hurt, creativity, family togetherness, the list goes on and on. There are so many uplifting stories of neighbors helping neighbors. Turning an automobile manufacturing company into producing masks and respirators. Clothing manufacturers making masks, gowns, gloves. People at home being creative and helping others with food drives, feeding the hungry, caring for the sick, teaching our youth making masks for doctors and nurses, donating snorkel masks to protect the eyes of those treating others, teachers having parades for their students. And again, that list goes on and on. Those who put their lives on the line for someone who is sick, risking their own lives to save others, that is what Love Thy Neighbor is all about. I share this message as a message of hope, love, and faith. I hope that I will be with you all together very soon in community and celebrating the success of overcoming this pandemic. I share this message with you because I truly love each and every one of you as family as God's family. I have the faith that we all will be better soon. I always believe the glass is half full. So God bless each of you. And as Sergeant Joe Gettier of Hill Street Blues would say at the beginning of each Please shift. Let's be careful out there. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.